Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that we are able to come to you again this morning. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you that we are here in your presence. We thank you, Father, for everything around us, the air we breathe, the peace and quiet that surrounds us when we are in your presence. We thank you, Father, for the beauty in nature that you have created around us, and you made us stewards of that, caretakers, managers. You bid us have dominion over all around, not just to dominate and to trample, but to dominate and to grow, to care for. And that was your purpose when you first placed Adam in the Garden of Eden, to look after it and care for it. We thank you, Father, that you draw us near to you and you reveal more and more of yourself to us. You bid us come to draw and drink again, to be filled in the Spirit by your presence. And you pour your revelation into our hearts. Where your ways are revealed to us. Your provisions for us are made known. In the spirit and in the flesh. Your plans for us, you show us, Lord. We thank you, Father. That you fill in us that hunger. For your word. And to know you. So that as we draw closer to that word. The more we know of you, the better our prayer life becomes. The better our relationship with you gets. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts. As we commune with you in our place of prayer, in our secret place. That which no one else can give and no one can take away. And we share the same, Lord. Let your presence touch the lives of all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. With all those for whom we are raising prayers this morning on our platform of answered prayer, our altar. We share it with all those who do not know you personally and all those that do not yet want to know you and have turned away from you, Lord. And we ask that there be a quickening in their spirit. That the truth of your glory be revealed to them. That truth about themselves. That then sets them free. In your presence. By your spirit. Thank you Lord. As we make our prayer we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The one who is high and lofty. And inhabits eternity. The lifter of men who is ever faithful. The God of Jacob. Who is ever merciful. And who is willing. To make his covenants. With the ones he chooses. And identifies and separates out. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus. The one who was, who is, and who is to come. 
in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, one who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. The word himself, the one who is our daily bread, our mana coming straight down from heaven, the bridge to the Father. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of truth, the breath of the Father that gives us life. That breathes life into every dead bone situation. The hand of the creator that hovers over every situation, no matter how void and shapeless it looks. No matter how devastated and dilapidated or mutilated it looks. It brings it into a new creation like it did for the earth. We thank you, Father, for giving us the gift of your word and your spirit. And you give us the gift of prayer. That when we stand on our priesthood and we use that prayer, that gift of prayer in conjunction with your word and your spirit, then in the same way there is a genesis in every situation in our life. When we release our faith, believing that we have received we thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels or destiny helpers to fill all the gaps where we fall short. We thank you, Father, that you have given us every provision that we need. You have made it available to us. You are able to make every grace abound towards us that we shall be found lacking nothing. And you provide, Lord, you bless us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, and every person that is part of this prayer meeting, as well as every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We declare it as our hedge of protection in the spirit, that blood that has won all victories, that blood at which demons fear and run. We declare that and apply it Lord, on our doorposts, on our lintels, on the body that houses our spirit, on our homes, on our assets, on our businesses, on our jobs, on our finances, on our investments, on our vehicles, on our coming in and on our going out, on every aspect of our life, Lord. We ask that you go with us and we plead the blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters or spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful unmatched name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word, Lord, as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come, uh, come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. Each of us declare this, Lord, that it will not return to us empty but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it. And send it in faith in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. Thank you, Jesus. Today we continue on the fourth part on God's covenant with men. Today we shall touch upon the Mosaic covenant, the covenant he made with Moses and the people through Moses. Yesterday we saw that the plan God used from Abraham onwards was to set aside a people to himself, his chosen generation, which would later become his chosen race and a royal priesthood. The plan that he always had right from Adam's time. And after Abraham, we see that his descendants down to the fourth generation lived in Canaan. But then in the fourth generation, we see in the story of Joseph that he reached Egypt. And they grew rapidly there into a big community that threatened the new Pharaoh. And he enslaved them for 430 years. Now, for those who don't know, God had actually foretold of this uh, enslaving for 430 years. That his chosen race would uh, be subject to slavery. You can see that prophecy in Genesis where he mentioned to Abraham in Genesis 15, verse 12 to 14. It says, as the sun was setting, and this was during the time where Abraham was making a covenant with him. Or God was making a covenant with Abraham, actually. I'll just read those verses. As the sun was setting, Abram fell in a deep sleep and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Verse 13. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own. That is Egypt. And that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. Next to us. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves. That is punishing Egypt now. And afterwards, they will come out with great possessions. Now, was this prophecy fulfilled? Yes, you see it in the book of Exodus. Even to the part where he said they will come out with great possessions. You see that he gave them favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And the Egyptians gave them gold and silver when they were leaving Egypt. But now look at Genesis 15 verse 16. He added to the prophecy there when he said to Abram, in the fourth generation, 400 years is fourth generation. So in the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here. Now, where is that here? It's the land that I promised you, Canaan. For the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. So the land that he promised Abram, where he said, everything, lift up your eyes, look to north, south, east, west. We touched on this yesterday in Genesis 15. He said, everything that you see, I will give to you. 
now he's fulfilling that end where even the fourth generation down they will come back to this land that they belong to and that gives us hope because when you look at it spiritually he's telling each of us i will draw you back from wherever you came and then the israelites did journey with moses god chose one man again we seen earlier as well he chose one man we saw that in the case of noah in the case of abram now again moses and he led the people out of death that is slavery in egypt and into life into the promised land and spiritually that is our journey as well for each of us out of slavery in the physical to salvation promised land in the spiritual So now are you seeing the same pattern it has been there all along his plan to bring his people back right from adam when adam sinned and was thrown out of the garden of eden from death to life and they came to mount sinai and here god revisited the promises that he made to abram Moses went up to the mountain as a representative of the people to meet God and to hear his terms his promises his covenants and God renewed his covenant to bless the people and make them a holy nation to make them a kingdom of priests that will spread his blessings and his glory to all nations and you can read that in exodus 5 sorry exodus 19 verses 5 and 6 that's where you see those promises made and in turn this time now god instructed the people to obey all his laws the laws that he would give them through moses and disobedience here is what introduced the curse of the law that we so often hear everywhere the curse of the law and that's where galatians 3 verse 13 comes in knowing that everyone would still fall short of the law he introduced another of his mechanisms to offset that the sacrifice of jesus so that we would no longer be held liable under all of those 600 plus laws but through that one sacrifice that one atonement we could still ask for mercy call on the name of jesus with faith ask for mercy and be absolved atoned but in this case now going back here to the covenants with moses we see in deuteronomy 28 is a set of covenants connected with that law now where it contained blessings that god would shower on the people if they were obedient and curses if they disobeyed so how would you claim your benefits of the covenants that god made here with his people through moses you study deuteronomy 28 you look at what is the condition you are required to fulfill there is one word that would sum it up obedience to his will whatever he has said in his law do it don't stray outside the boundaries of 
what that says. And then with obedience, you're able to step into those blessings. But disobedience would bring curses. And that's where a lot of people are living in Egypt today, so to say. Are living in slavery, not troubled by Satan, but the curse of the law that has affected them. Because they have not yet come under grace. Jesus' dying on the cross did not release grace for everyone. You have to look closely at Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. It's only those who believe in their hearts and confess with their mouth that it is available to them. The rest still come under this law of Moses. So we wonder, they wonder why we are still living in slavery. And part of our lives is still living. We are not 100% come into it. We still need that renewal in our flesh, in our thinking. So part of us still sort of strays towards the law, still wants to commit mistakes, and then wonder, why are we suffering, Lord? What is my mistake? What is your enmity with me? We need to renew our mind and understand where the gaps are in our understanding, in our knowledge, in the wisdom that he's making available through his word and fill those gaps. And then when we understand how his systems work, we're able to use them to our advantage. We're able to exercise spiritual intelligence. And that is what God wants us to have. When we gain understanding of his promises, we gain understanding of his covenants. We are able to use that in our prayer. He said, bring forth your strong reasons to the king of Jacob. That's in Isaiah 43, I think it is. When he says, bring forth your strong reasons and 1 John 5, 1 John 5.14 says, when you ask anything according to his will, he hears you. You need to combine these two, use spiritual intelligence and say, Lord, your word says it. And you will not go against your word. You have exalted that word above your name. So I claim it. You can only claim what you know. And only what you know is the extent to which your faith can go. Any extent that you go, Beyond that knowledge of what is written in the word, trying to claim it in faith is not faith, is superstition. We need to understand that difference. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that wisdom and understanding your light to touch each of our lives, Lord. So that when we step into that light that you provide, the understanding that you give us in the spirit, when we connect with your word, read it, meditate on it, chew it, digest it and then observe to do according to all that is written in it when we follow that law when we follow your covenants our part of your covenants then as Joshua 1.8 says you shall make our way prosperous in fact we will make our way prosperous based on what you have said in your word You put the onus, the responsibility back on us. Even in the healing, Jesus said, your faith has healed you, not I have healed you. You put the onus back on us every single time. Lord, create in us that hunger and open up our understanding. 
to see what you are showing us through your word, your covenants, your promises, your prophecies. And we ask for the grace, the diligence, Lord, the discernment and the boldness to step into them, knowing that many of those things will go against the norms of what people follow today around us. But when we observe to do according to all that you write in your word and have made it available to us through the ages, then what Jesus came to give us is what we shall step into. The abundance that he spoke of in John 10.10. 10. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures today. <clears throat> we pray for all those families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation. We pray for all, all of us actually, Lord that are in some way or the other battling some kind of stronghold in our life that has been with us for ages, that is deep-rooted and hidden, probably been with us from our younger days and lies in the background somewhere still executing his wickedness. Bring that to the surface, Father. Let it be revealed that we can pray on it and we can expel that wickedness out of our system, that darkness to be replaced with your light. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends as well, Lord. Especially those that have not yet been saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us. That you always hear us as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit. Knowing that your spirit prays with us, Lord, we believe that this prayer that we release now at our platform, our altar, is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, to release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
In the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus, we release our faith, Lord, and we say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The scripture that was put on my heart today is from 2 Corinthians 13, verses 5 and 6. Examine yourselves to see whether you are holding to your faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Yes. Unless, indeed, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. I hope you will find out that we have not failed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat, and this is from Jeremiah 11, verses 3 to 5, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Tell them that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Cursed is the one who does not obey the terms of this covenant. The terms I commanded your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt out of the iron smelting furnace. I said, obey me and do everything I command you and you will be my people and I will be your God. Then I will fulfill the oath I swore to your ancestors to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, the land you possess today. I answered, Amen, Lord. We also have a second scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's almost like that is the purpose for our life as well. When we say Jesus lives in us, that's just reflecting back on the verse Shanine read. Yeah. 
and joining it to Hebrews 7.25. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these scriptures, by these, or you know, just these scriptures, by these reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflection as well, along with the morning encounters, the daily Bible study and rosary sessions, the Friday, sorry, the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions and the Friday Bible study sessions. Please share links for Zoom and YouTube to those that you would like to bless and share that blessing with. You can also share links to recordings. They are available on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, as well as on our Spotify podcast channel. For all those that are unable to make the live time sessions, depending on whichever part of the world they are in or whatever their schedules are, all these sessions are available to them in recordings. Also a reminder about our Bible study session this evening. The topic is implementing spiritual law where we continue to learn. This is the fifth part today in our series. We continue to learn how to establish spiritual authority and remain in expectation. Uh, we also learn our authority as believers and spiritual law. And then finally, we learn how to activate our spiritual authority. It has been a powerful series so far, an eye-opener. And definitely bless your prayer life with better understanding and how you approach it accordingly then. Please do attend the session, share it with your family and friends, links for Zoom and YouTube. You'll find them, you'll find the links to join the session on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page, as also on our Telegram group. Share those links, invite people to come. Session will start at 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time with praise and worship, followed by a confession of scriptures. <clears throat> testimony time, and then the teaching for the evening. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Friday, everyone. We shall see you at Bible study this evening. Thank you, Russell. Thank you. God bless everyone. Bless everyone. Thank you, Russell.